This is the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Yi, Jared Timms and Ryan Cook. G'day punters, welcome to episode 21 of the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Thanks for joining us for another week of all things rugby league betting previewing. I'm pretty sure we're going to be set for a few hot takes here today. Of course, we're searching for another winning multi as well. Sorry to the punters who enjoy watching us. We're without vision this week. The Ned Studio getting a bit of a facelift. So instead, we're at, well, where it all started, the SEN Studios in Brisbane. So thank you, Hutchie and team, for hosting us this week. My name's Jared Timms. With me as he is each and every week, 60 games for the Broncos, three each for a bunch of rep teams. Jarrell Yao Yi. Yeah, look, it's good to be back here with no cameras. I couldn't believe they let me do it naked. It's amazing <laughs> yeah. to be back in the I'm studio. I'm glad that they let you do it. Yeah, and I shaved up and everything for it for the moment. So it's good to be back, gentlemen. Each joining me as well as he does each and every week, it's Ned's very own stats and numbers man, the form guide, Fonla Ryan Cook. Hello, boys. Good to be here. Good to be talking some footy again. Great to have you here. Great, Great to, to be have talking you, footy with you. Now, gentlemen, the search begins this week for Chris Gary's replacement. And mm. I thought, where better to start than with a man who knows Chris all too well. They've been throwing shade at each other all season. That's right. It's Chris's former Courier Mail colleague and the AFL punting podcast's own Greg Davis. Greg, what? welcome. Well, uh, thanks uh, very much, Jared. What do you mean the search begins? I mean, I thought it was over. <laughs> uh, no, I always, already feel very welcome. You've, you've brought in an adult-sized chair where Chris would normally sit. <laughs> and uh, I hope you get that refund back from Baby Bunting for the high chair that he's been occupying. <laughs> it's really hard to get refunds from there, so we probably won't get it. Probably won't get it back. Chris, you're... Uh, Chris, oh, wow. Well, oh, hey, what oh, a start. Here we go. This is juicy. This is nice and juicy. That was just Chris asked me to do that, actually. That was just one for, for I, can his see, I can see over the top of the desk, mate. That's the difference. <laughs> Greg. Yes. All right. You're no longer with the Courier Mail, are you? Freelancing? I'm, free, I'm, a, I'm a freelance empire, mate, which includes a bit of uh, work covering league as well. Okay. Largely AFL focused at the moment, though, but you have spent several seasons in and around NRL content. Absolutely, mate. I, I covered. Uh, NRL for uh, AAP and for Sunday Mail and Courier Mail back in the day and a bit of NRL.com and a bit of, uh, yeah, Newswire stuff as well, mate. So Bitsa. Oh, mate, everywhere. I've been everywhere. Oh, if it, you'll pay me, I'll be there, mate. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, that's um, why. I love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Uh, do you have a team? Do you support I'm a, a team? cowboy, mate. You're a cowboy. So, geez, the referees did a good job last Sunday. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do, I'll, just on that very quickly, The I find there's a lot of things I, you know, I find interesting about that debate. But I also remember, gentlemen, 2012, Kieran Foran basically knocking it on and Manly scoring a try in a final I to knock the re- Cowboys I don't, I don't out. That. And the next year, <laughs> Cronulla scoring a try on a seventh tackle and a forward pass. So what to knock goes the around Cowboys comes around. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah, sure. there you go. There Just you go. In a far less important time for the Cowboys, <laughs> yes. by all accounts. Uh, all right. Well, I, Greg, am a Sea Eagles fan. So oh, big, oh, pretty quiet. For you've you chosen a very good week to pretty dive in on the next <laughs> NRL punting podcast. I'm telling you. Uh, look, I'm really, really proud that my club is trying to lead the way as we take the next steps towards inclusion. Obviously, there's a question here: Why now? Why not 20 years ago? Alas, that is a completely different conversation. And one for another time, perhaps. Earlier this week, the Sea Eagles became the first club in the 107-year history of the NRL to release a pride jersey. Just after that, seven players, and I'm going to name them here, Josh Aloyer, Tafoa Foa Sipley, Tolatau Kola, Christian Tua Pilotu, Hamoli Olakuatu, Jason Saab, and Josh Schuster 
elected to stand down. Their official reasoning is because they w- first were consulted on the jersey. Gerard, where do we start with this? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, I know where I stand with this. Personally, who I am, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an inclusive person. I'm a, you know, diverse. I think, you know, for me, I would have wore that jersey with pride um, because it means so much more than uh, just one thing as well. It means inclusive and, and diversity for everybody and inclusiveness for everyone. So, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a huge fan of what Manly's done um, and, and going to go forth with it. I thought that Des and DCE did an amazing job at their press conference. Uh, in a situation that they probably shouldn't have been in. Yeah, well. and you're right. But you know what? That's what leaders do. Uh, and great leaders, you know, lead from the front. And you can just tell those two gentlemen um, generally care. And it's, you know, I, look, I don't really need to blow smoke up Chez's ass. I, I've been, I've, the reason why I'm good friends with him is that, you know, he's he's just a good guy. Um, and I can tell that he has a pretty close bond with Des as well. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talk about this, but I think talking about the seven players is not what we should be doing now. We should just, not to not to just protect them, but just just move on and let's celebrate a great jersey that um, is going to change so much for the future of rugby league. And, uh, you know, I've seen Trent Robinson come out and say that it, the Roosters uh, had an opportunity to do one next year. They will as well. Uh, I would see, I also, in saying this, I think that before I seen this jersey, I, I always thought, the NRL and rugby league was always inclusive anyway. I never thought anything less. So, um, kudos, you know, kudos to uh, the the Manly Seagulls. Could they have done it better in communication-wise? Yeah. But you know what? We, we, people make errors, and that's just that's just the way it is sometimes. So, yeah, I've got to take my hat off to those two gentlemen for, um, you know, for taking the – Taking taking the front foot and moving forward, and and let's see a great uh, game of rugby league on Thursday night footy in in that jersey. Daily Cherry Evans is a good friend of yours as well. You've spoken to him this week. How is he going? Yeah, I actually spoke to him just before I got onto this uh, podcast. I I called him purely to to say how proud of I of him of him from what he done. Um, it's never easy to be able to do a press conference, let alone when there's been a drama at a club. But in that situation, you know. He's intelligent. He's um, he he's got he's got everything that a captain you wanted as a captain. He's like I said, he's a leader. Uh, you know, not only that, he's a human being as well. He he understands the uh, you know, the consequences if they don't go forward with this. And yeah, I just thought they did a great job. Uh, I got a lot of time for Daly. I've always always has, and that's why he's one of my good friends. Greg, do you have anything to add on this? I, I, a few things, Jared. Yep. Uh, just on the presser, I agree that um, Cherry Evans and Hazlitt did a great job. It was, it was, it, it, and they, they were there to speak on behalf of a, an issue that wasn't their doing. Now, the Manly owner slash chairman uh, was overseas, and they, and the new CEO hasn't started yet. So, they, pretty much, there was no one else to front the cameras. But they did a great job. Anytime Des is quoting Gandhi, I'm all, ar- I'm all around yeah. that. Yeah. How, <laughs> how was that? But, and honestly, but he, I've got to say this. Yeah. He looked pretty nervous. Oh, he yeah. was. You know, yeah. but 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 I like I said, I just couldn't. He just done a he just done a great job but, in the situation. But, and I think you touched on as well, Gerald, that the execution of it for Manly isn't great, and mm. the fact that that jersey they just didn't slap that together last week. Like for that for that jersey to be produced and be ready, that's months ago. Definitely. And the NRL would have had to have they would ha- they would tick off every club's women in league round jumper months ago. Yeah. So the only thing I'd say about Manly is one, consult the players a lot earlier. Two. It's women in league. It's not pride round. Yeah. So I, I'm all for a pride game. I'm all for a pride round. But it's not this round. This is women in league round. Fair enough. So focus on that. 
And I, I just, yeah, the, the club, I wonder if they, if they spoke to the players six weeks ago, would they have said yes? And I don't think they would have said yes. I don't no, think I, agree. I don't yeah. think they would have and either. Maybe you introduce it, you get Ian Roberts into the club to talk to the players to introduce it. The other thing is if the players are against, so six weeks ago, if, if uh, Roberts goes in, introduces it, and seven blokes go, we're not playing in that. Yeah. You go to the NRL and go, hey, how can, how, our blokes, can they play in the normal manly jumper? And the blokes who are prepared to wear the pride jumper, mm. wear the pride jumper, and let them play. Because yeah. it's close enough, isn't it? It is Absolutely. close enough, but I think it's prop- then it might cause a issue, but you know, because you're segregating yeah. those two. And I, I know we are already. Yeah. And it's, it's just, yeah. it's Sonny Bill Williams played without a, a betting sponsor on the back of his jersey. Yep. Australian cricketers have played yeah. without alcohol sponsors on their shirts. Yeah. I mean, so, also Kawaja and when they celebrated, you know, they they purposely didn't in, you yeah. know, indulge in alcohol when he was in the picture yep. because of his beliefs, yeah. But, yeah and I, but also, too, like, I, I wonder, like, you know, there's been a lot of people come out and, and speak on defence of the players. And and I understand that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I think, much like James Graham said on NRL 360, he goes, I don't see the problem. Put on the jersey and play. But we haven't walked a mile in their shoes. And we don't yeah. know their family background and their religious background. So... Yeah, but I also think that, you know, clubs, footy clubs and competitions are sponsored by companies that those religious beliefs don't match up with, like alcohol and gambling. But, you know, I mean, gambling advertisers are the best. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A bit uh, more orange on this jersey. Oh, uh, wow. But I I just think it's it's sad that Manly tried to do something great. Yeah. And it's turned out this way, um, but maybe with a bit of planning. Because these rounds, like in other codes, Indigenous rounds, everything, are about education yeah. and about bridging the gap. And that's what I think Manly were trying to do. Execution, poor, but spirit, outstanding. I'm really looking forward to seeing the likes of Fiji and Rep Piaseki get a run out on the wing for Manly this week. James Seguiaro, well, I was just about to say back that in the NRL. Chico um, has had, you know, he's... It's been tough for the last three or four years for him, and um, I think it's been a road that, you know, he didn't probably think he was going to be here, but he is. Knowing what he's done behind the scenes and to get here again, it's a great story. Uh, you know, it, it's a great redemption story, and uh, I hope I hope Chico goes out there and, and kills it as well because I'm, you know, I'm close with, uh, obviously, with him and uh, most of those. You know, Corey Norman's a good mate of mine. Obviously, they're... You know their company YKTR and and whatnot and and what they're doing. So yeah, no, I'm I, I hope that these players that have this opportunity take it and run with it. Best intentions executed horrifically, essentially. Yeah. Right. And Zach Fulton, grandson of the late great wow. mortal Bob Fulton. Wow, getting a run. It's pretty cool. It's very, very cool. Great day. I'm chips in manly this week, and I can't wait to see my boys going around now. He was once one of the best forwards in the league. A great back rower, Kiwi international. He won a premiership with the Melbourne Storm. He's played his last six seasons on the Gold Coast. Kevin Proctor. Yeah. He's been let go from the Titans, vaping at halftime in the Titans' eventual loss to the Bulldogs. Now, I don't think he was actually playing the game, was he? He's been on the reserves list. He wasn't playing, but... This reeks of trying to clean house. You know, it's it's just it's just you know, they're obviously trying to press the reset button, the Titans. Uh they don't need extra badge. I think he's got another extra year, am I right? He's no, no, he's out of contract. He was, oh, he was out of contract. Yeah. So well there you go. Um it was only a matter of time that, you know, they it opens a little bit of money up for the end of the year as yeah. well. I mean, he's already had a lot of indiscretions before this as well. Kevin Proctor has um 
I just feel like it's a shame because, you know, he was a leader of this team. He was a leader of this club. He left a great club in the Melbourne Storm to go there to be a leader. And on the field, yes, maybe he's shown that, but oof, I don't think he has. I know Kev personally as well. He's a great guy, but stupid situation. Like, there's no way in the world um, a smart rugby league player does that. So I don't know what he was thinking, but punishment, right? Yeah, probably. And poor old Justin Holbrook had to come out and defend it and defend the club's culture. And, um, you know, he's, they've lost eight straight. And then a, a senior member of the club does that. Which Where, is, it's, it's insane. How, yeah. did this, how did this, I have, actually haven't seen the video footage. I've just seen, obviously, the picture of it. But... Where, who was he sending? Where, where, where did this go to? Instagram, was it? Yeah, yeah. He, he went to his, his own Insta- Instagram. Yeah. He filmed himself doing it. It was half time. On his story. And he stories. posted it up in the story no, on Instagram. No, With he some didn't. ridiculous comment on it. Okay. Well, in the exactly. Parramatta Stadium sheds in the toilet cubicle. Yeah, you yeah. One, you're not sheds. allowed to smoke inside. Well, that's, as, I, and as well. that's what I think they've nabbed him on. Yeah. And the phone. Yeah. yeah. Well, if he's if he's lucky, I mean, you can get fined pretty a big penny for that. I mean, well, he's already 15, copping. He's 15K. Already, well, there you, you go. go. Well, he's yeah. already copping his, his rest of his salary. So, Do you, do you think there's yeah. a chance he did this on purpose? But well, what's, what's, what's the, the upside, yeah, though? Because yeah. he's already, like, they're not going to make the finals. They're probably not going to win another game, and he's definitely gone at the end of the well, season. Well, the, the thing that I think he misses out on, he doesn't get to go to Mad Monday. Yeah. You know, like, he <laughs> yeah, won't get to go to Mad Monday. He'll still try. Well, he'll yeah. try to, but he won't be able to do anything official with the club. Believe me, boys, when I say... You can try. I tried. I've tried for a long time with the Broncos to keep going to them. Doesn't work anymore. So, yeah, you can't go to anything official of the club. Uh, you know what? It also reeks that if he did do it, um, I know, uh, what's the uh, French team? To, um, uh, Catalans? Yeah. Is yeah. It, yeah Cat- no, the one that Corey Norman's in at the moment. Uh, and Nathan Peets are, are, are in. It's, it's, not Catalan. No, it's not Catalans. It's, it must okay. be a lower lower team. Okay. Toulon or so. Um but anyway, I know they're very, he's very close with those boys, and they're in mid-season at the moment. So yeah. I don't know. Is he does he want to get out so he can move to France? Yeah, well then maybe right. Yeah, there we go. Mm. Full circle back to you. Uh, look, gone are the days are a halftime durry and a uh, and a pie as well. <laughs> I hope it's not too soon. But the late great Shane Warne would absolutely be rolling at the thought of this, would he? Kalen <laughs> uh, Ponga suffered a third condu- concussion. I beg your pardon. In just two months, in round nineteen, it looks likely he's going to be out for the remainder of the season. Gerald, how serious is this? Not just for a player of his caliber, but just overall. Well, I don't know. Well, it's obviously serious. I mean, we've got to we've got to understand that. Concussion is very serious in our game now. Uh, we've got players who are a lot bigger. We've got players who are a lot faster. Um, so the collisions are a lot bigger. With someone like KP, the reason why I think the Newcastle Knights have done this, they want to protect their product. You know, that's that's pretty much it. The annoying thing about this is, you know, he will not be able to put his resume forward for the World Cup. Um, that's in my brain. That's the way I think of it. But I also see... Like KP, yes, he's played a lot of footy already this year. Origin Series was one of the toughest we've seen for a long time. Um, I know he's going to be upset not being able to go to the World Cup if they if they don't pick him. I mean, I still think he's a, I still think he's the backup fullback. They surely pick him. Like surely, Sedesco is the runner. But I think this is the issue. If the specialist goes, look, you don't, he's not going to play any more footy this year. Like I'm talking, no more rugby league. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to hurt him. The other things that's going to hurt him is. The cl- he's playing his best footy he's ever played. And it's really hard to, you know, jump back on that ship when you've been out for an extra six uh, and then the World Cup. So, you know, put, let's say, 15, an extra 15 games of the year. It's a lot of footy to miss um, for a kid who's still got a lot of potential. So 
I think they're doing the right thing when taking all the right procedures to, to make sure they protect, uh, you know, him and uh, his body. Mm. Yes, the, the first two hits were, were massive hits where he got he hit his head. Yeah. The, the one on the weekend, like, it, w- it was a big hit, but it wasn't. It didn't appear to be as heavy as yeah. the previous two, and that's where it entered Luke Keery areas for me. Yeah, where it where Luke's been hit, and it looks like oh he got concussed from that. Yeah, like yeah. and you, you you worry. I worry about Luke Keery. I worry about I worry about um, Ponga now because it's three in what five six weeks. Yeah, for yeah. six weeks. Yeah. It, that's 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 entering some dangerous dangerous areas. It's particularly concerning with someone like Ponga who doesn't play without a set of headgear as well, mm. and this is still happening. Yeah, well, it's just and it's also a you know for our young you know for for all the young kids out there, you know it's headgear. Yes, you can wear it, but it's not. It's it's still you're playing one of the biggest contact sports in the world. So, no matter what, you know you're looking at someone like KP. He's going to have to. He's going to see a specialist now. So. You know, this goes back to education in the game. Um, you know, some of them, uh, most some of these players, it's not all by running, you know, attacking with the ball. It's putting their heads in the wrong position and trying to get that right at a young age is so important. That's why we've taken away, you know, in juniors now, we're playing tag. We're not playing, you know, tackle until they get their t- tackle technique right. And yes, it's, you know, for all parents, it sucks because that's what they want to see their kids do. But this is the reason why we do it. You're not going to have a long longevity um, in the game if you keep getting knocked out week in and week out as a young guy, putting your head in the wrong position. So they're trying to set a precedence, uh, not only the Newcastle Knights, but the NRL as well. And I think they're doing the right thing. All right. We touched on it at the start of the show when we found out that Greg is a Cowboys man now. Yeehaw. West Tigers <laughs> look to have pulled off the upset of the season. Another win over a top four side. Before in literally the final, I can't remember anything happening literally in the final second of a game like that. Well, you just, you know, I mean, how many people did you just pay out? <laughs> like <laughs> it was done. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was done. I, I actually couldn't believe it. I mean, yeah, it, it's a, it's a tough one for the West Tigers. It doesn't do anything to obviously the bottom of the ladder too much, but you know, it affects the top of the ladder. We've spoken about early payout, actually. I'll just put in a little ad right now. Several times this season, Gerald, and that was the perfect example. West Tigers were leading by six points or more at halftime, and go. they were paid out early here. At oh, Nets. good. Gamble responsibly. Um, uh, well, Valentine Holmes slots the goal. I was going to ask you, Greg, but you yeah. kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh is it fair that the cows have won that just as a square up for those two games ten well, years ago? Funnily enough, but the actual kickoff should have been a penalty to West Tigers because he was in front of the ball. Because he was in front of the yeah. ball. Yeah, and then and then even the the, the, the soft whistle, whatever the hell that is, uh, before the final whistle. Yeah. Um, I thought. I mean, I understand the West Tigers kicking up a stink. Like you'd be shattered to lose a game yeah. like that. But especially after the horrible season they've had, yeah. terrible season. But the talk of a legal challenge, going to court, like, come on. Yeah, well, that's, but what is it yeah. going to do for them? I mean, I, don't, I know posturing. they don't want to have a wooden spoon. I know they don't it want is. to have a wooden spoon. But it's posturing and it's, it's for the optics. So they, you know, the chairman goes on, goes on TV and says, oh, this is outrageous. We're going to, you know, we're going to look at all our different legal avenues. Like, for what, mate? Well, you're yeah. going to they're not going to give the two points. No, it's done. It's, it's done. done now. It sets a dangerous precedent if talk, you go, actually, we're going to switch it. Talk about presses, though. Brian Gardner, did you listen to that press conference? What an absolute – he's a very smart man. Yeah. For And I know he's been given the stink. I think he's on the way out. I don't think he's in their plans, the West Tigers. But there's any other NRL team, you know, wanting to have anyone involved in their club. I mean, yeah, he was second to none the way he reacted to that, um, him and James Tarmel uh, in the mm. 300th game. He, he came out and had nothing – 
to say about the decision. He came out and purely just goes, you know what, we had a job to do today and we executed everything we wanted. If the decision, he just goes, the decision, the decision, we can't change anything. But I take nothing away from these players. They played their arse off for James Tarmow. And, you know, he was, yeah, he was just amazing. And I just thought to myself, how are they letting this man go? I mean, there must be something wrong with him. You know, there must be something else behind closed doors. But I thought he handled that situation very well. But Ashley Klein would be, you know, no one would be happy about what happened at Manly or what happened with the vaping, but Ashley Klein would be delighted, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any other week. 100%. He's he been is. dropped. He's been dropped, which I, I don't agree with. You don't Gerard. agree with that? I don't. Yeah, I, well, but put it this way, when during your outstanding career, Gerald, if you had a shocker one week. Yeah. You'd, ex- you'd want the opportunity so, the next week to come back and repay your coach, repay your teammates, yeah. and have a crack. Yeah, I would. So that's why I think, like, the, you know, the, the, the talent pool in NRL with refereeing isn't is that deep. small, yeah. He, and he is nominally the number one referee in the comp because he refereed Origin. Yeah. So it, give him the Titans game or give him whatever game, but just let him referee, let him get back on the horse. I don't. I don't see the value in sitting a bloke. Yeah, and for a true. Week. You know what? I don't ever think about it like that. You know, I never really. I've never really thought about it that way. It's, it's a good point. Uh, we don't see. We don't have enough referees in the game. We I probably don't uh, give them enough credit for, you know, what they do because, behind the scenes, it's a tough job. I mean, it is a tough job. They're making big decisions, and mm. as much as that was a blunder. I mean, yeah, you're, you're probably you're probably right, and I don't really chew, eat my words too much. But I did I did give him a little bit early in the week, uh, and said that he should have been dropped. But you know, in hindsight and listening to, to yourself, you're probably you're probably correct. I, I sat in the referees' coaches' box one time on a Friday night. Uh, the Bronx played the Dragons at Suncorp, and the amount of chat that goes on from yeah. the referees' coach up high, the mm. touch judges, and that was about five six years ago. So yeah. you imagine. There's more chat now. Yeah. The amount of the stuff that's going on in their ears and now the bunker and everything else, it's a bloody tough job. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to do it. And this is probably why we don't have a lot of referees coming through because of these, you know, these decisions. And, um, you know, I'm like I said, I'm a man enough to, to say that I've probably got that one wrong and I'll, I'll take a backward step on it and um, let Ashley Klein, you know. Uh, yeah, let him get back on the horse. The yeah. Have another crack. Get yeah. his confidence back. Well, I think he'll be back in a week's oh, yeah. time. Like, we, don't have another, week. we don't have enough rest. It'll be one week, sure. Yeah, it'll be yeah. one week. Um, and uh, you probably it's, – it's it's a hard one because it, it's a lot of pressure when he comes back then, you know. He's probably, you know, standing on eggshells already. So he's got to come back and make some big decisions already. And, you know, he'll be thereabouts around grand final time, yeah. I, I'd say, as well. And you mentioned that the Tigers are upset. I reckon it's the Sharks, Broncos, yeah. those sort of clubs should be more upset. The flow-on effects at the top because of the ladder far the cows more. Get, if, the, if the mighty cows get top two, that means they win their first week, go through to a prelim, and if they win that, they don't have to leave Townsville to make the grand final. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. That's where the issue could unfold. And I don't even think – I don't think the Cowboys have ever done that before. I don't think they've had two games – I don't think it's ever happened like that for them. I think they've had to do it the hard way, even in 2015. They played, for Week one, they played down in Brizzy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't be – it wouldn't be bad for him. We know what the support's like up in in Townsville, so they they won't be short of that. So, yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm a glass half full type of person. Move on, it's done now. Mm. Can't change anything. Let's let's get into uh, you know this round. You and I reacted to it quite soon after it happened on NRL yeah. unpopular opinions. My blood this was week. still boiling. It's proven bit. to be our most successful NRL unpopular <laughs> opinions of all time. To and, be honest, Joel, when we I'm, walked in here to record yeah. on Wednesday afternoon. 
the engagement was still piling in, wasn't it, Ryan? It's it's yeah, it's going great guns. Um, and you're uh, going to share some of it with us now. <laughs> there's there's so much to sift through. I'll probably miss some. So just to refresh anyone that hasn't already seen it, Gerald, your take was that the bunker might have to go. Yeah. And that it's the worst call we've seen in many years. <laughs> Timsy, you didn't hold back either. You said there's no way felt was impeded. It was a dive. And the NRL has lost a step to the AFL in terms of officiating, which as someone that watches both codes, I wouldn't agree with that because the AFL has plenty of problems too. But That yeah, was Jared. just an assumption. Yeah. I don't watch yeah, much Jared. AFL. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge Razor Ray man. He's, yeah. uh, he's always on the money. First comment off the block is from Alan Richardson, who says... West scored one of those late tries off a forward pass, so stop crying. Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't see that forward pass. Sorry, Al. <laughs> Sorry, Al. On your Richo. Um, Mick, <laughs> Mick K has weighed in. He said, felt 100% has made the Olympic Games diving team. <laughs> He's getting the silver for that effort. Tedesco takes gold. Oh, jeez. James Tedesco wow, is not even playing. Yeah, He's just cooked it. Wow. Stephen Gray has said, Klein strikes again. If you look up inconsistency in the dictionary, it has a photo of Klein. The guy is a joke. Ooh. David Phillips, the ref was probably worried about the home crowd reaction if he didn't act on the incident. Glenn McCulloch says, to make it worse, the bunker didn't look at the Cows players in front of the bloke kicking off. What the F is wrong with these people? That's what you just touched on there, mm. Greg. Um, and Drew Glasson has said, no more bunker calls. The referee has the eyes and whistle. If he can't keep up with the game, go referee netball. Sick of the bunker shit. Watching football again. <laughs> um, to be fair, Felty, that was his biggest contribution on the day because he, he let in three tries down his wing. He yeah. did. So he, he did come good. Ended up winning the game. But you know what? Time. I went back when, when they said, Greg, when they, when they said that about the how he kicked from the side, I went back and had a look at a fair few games. It, it, Happens it happens so much. So, yeah. I mean... It, it is, it's one of those things, you've never seen a penalty call no. for it and you never will. Well, and, and it's like one of those things about playing the ball early in the year. Remember how many penalties they were giving away from not touching the ball with your foot? There has not been one. It'll yeah. be the rule of the week this week. Yeah. You watch. Yeah. The rule of the week. Well, there you go. All right, guys, let's get into some betting. The weekend's footy through the eyes of the punters with all the numbers, trends and odds you need to know. This is The Offload. All right, well, above everything, guys, we're here searching for winners week in, week out, and the form guide Fondler steers us into plenty of them. Ryan, who is episode 21's Don't Argue? Episode 21, this is just it's flown ludicrous, by this season. It? Absolutely ludicrous. We're going towards the Fox, and I think this is the first time he's been mentioned in this segment. Uh, his fitness was in a bit of question heading into Sunday's game against the Titans, but he came through with a handy little hat trick, paying $14. That was the second hat trick of the season for him. Two of them were on just amazing long-range intercepts. Um, I don't think I've seen anything like that. Fancy not picking him for the Origin team. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. he, he made a statement in that. He I think he picked did. up the phone oh, and then threw it on the, the ground. One. Yeah, 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 threw it on the ground. Uh, so He can still get picked for a World Cup team at this point. Oh, I, 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 Mal's a big fan of him. Mal's a big fan of him, so yeah. Uh, the Dogs take on the Knights this week, uh, and he's – Addo Carr scored six of the nine and six in the nine games that he's played against Newcastle. You're getting a dollar sixty five for him in the anytime market. I don't know if you guys saw uh, when he scored his third try, a bottle came flying onto the field. I yeah. just want to ask you, Gerald, did you have anything thrown at you in no, your career? I've never had anything thrown at me, but um I'll tell you what, I've copped some crap. Like I've 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 been pizzled in in all forms, but I just I just laugh at it. Like, you just laugh. Like, what, what am I? And even when <laughs> I've had a fair few racial stuff, but. In the I just, stadium or is this yeah, people having a stadium, go at you on social? In the stadium because, one, I used to always set up in the back right-hand corner and at Suncorp Stadium uh, there used to be 
uh, the fan, that's where the, the away, team. Yeah, away, yeah, yeah, away yeah. team is. So yeah. if I'm standing right on the you know corner post, I can hear everything they're saying. Um, so yeah, I've I've cops them, but I just I just laugh, and when I score a try, I just I know I figure out who that person is, and I just you know just give them a little wave and a salute. Yeah. Are you buying that that guy accidentally lost control of the bottle? Because no. that's what they've come out and said. Yeah, that's gone a long yeah. way for an athlete. Like, <laughs> Must <laughs> have the lube on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Slipped out. But you know what? Josh had a car as well. 38 kilo, 38.4 kilometres an hour. He he topped. Uh, he's beaten Jason Saab now, who was 37.8. So it's far. That's he is. He's the moving. fastest man on the planet. He is moving, man. <laughs> yeah. With a football, it's so hard to run fast. And he he just he was gliding on the weekend. Who are our punters' pals, Ron? Another man that's gliding, uh, Mike Acevo. And he's, I said last week he's back in form. Pretty forgettable night for the Eels, but he's now scored in seven of Parramatta's last eight games. You're getting $5.25 for the Ooh. double last Thursday oh. night. It was actually a really profitable week for anyone that backed our try scorers in our double market. Joseph Suwali was the other one. He scored his fourth double of the season in the win over Newcastle, $4.80 there. And the man we spoke plenty about last week, Alex Johnston, cashed another double at $4.75 against the Storm, his fifth double from his last six games. These are all just blokes that would definitely score doubles too, yep. aren't they? Alex Johnston, <laughs> Joseph Suwali, Mike Acevo. Who else is on Josh that list? Josh Jeremiah Nanai. Um, yeah. Starting to get a little he, bit silly now, Did he score it? a hat-trick on the weekend? No, he got a double. A, a double, double. Yeah, $6.50 for that one. Wow. Um, certainty for Rookie of the Year, but do you think, guys, are we going to see Nanai in a Kangaroos jersey sometime very uh, soon? Is, I, is that what he's declared? Because it's saying, you know, yeah, you've got, you yeah, got, yeah, got to check these throws. No, yeah. I think he has declared um, for Australia, yeah. and I don't think we will. I don't, like, I think he's, he's going to play a lot of uh, test footy, but I just... Yeah, I don't think we're going to see it this year. It's a like I've been to on a tour to England. It's it's not easy to win over there. It's a tough it's tough to do that. So, you know, there's a lot going on. There's you know the the city, the big cities, wherever you're going, is a, there's a lot. So to be focused, you probably got to take the people that understand how to do that. And um, you know, I'm not saying he's not going to be there in the future, but I just I think he'll just miss out. No, no, but knowing how Mal operates, he he he'd be in touch and oh, say, yeah. mate, really happy with how you're going, yeah, mate. Definitely. If you don't make the World Cup. I've got my eye on you, yeah. and you, and you're in you're in the frame for. But down but you the know what? There's here. a few. I mean, if a few players get called out of the you know the the tour, then he might get a chance oh, as well. Victor Radley's out of his way now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. More than fair. Felice Cafusi's out of his way yeah, too. Yeah, he is too. Nineteen years old. What a ludicrous breakout! I didn't realise until yeah. this morning that he's tied for third on the try scorers list with Ado Car, <laughs> Katoa, and Papenhuyzen. That's insane. And he's playing back row. I think yeah. he's. I yeah. think he's a. I think he's a winger. In a back row's jersey, the way he scores his tries in in, the, in those positions. It's disgusting. Uh, the other one. Was <laughs> no, it's disgusting. not. <laughs> it's delicious. It's delicious. The other one was the Dragons at the line. So this has been a really good trend for the entire season. So the Dragons have now covered in seven straight home games. They were plus two underdogs against the Sea Eagles last week. And uh, they play the Cowboys this week at Jubilee where they're plus six and a half. So just a handy little trend to mm. keep in mind. Got a couple of uh, tips looking ahead to round 20. I like Kurt Capewell anytime at $3.75. 
the Tigers have conceded a try to second rowers in something like 70% of their games oh, this year. That's what I love to hear. Yes. Uh, and the <laughs> other one, Nick Kotrick, you're getting $2.10 for him against the Titans. The Titans have conceded uh, close to 60% of their tries on the right edge defensively. So I think Kotrick... And can... every Raider will be scoring against the Titans <laughs> this weekend. So. Yeah. And Kate will runs those hard lines, doesn't he? Those tough lines, just those mm, yeah. outside in lines. And The ones you don't want to run as a back row. And he, runs, he, he, he scored a lovely try last week, the pride of Charlie. Hotel yeah. Coronis in Charleville yeah. going off. Wow, hey. the chair. They have a chair. The chair out there, isn't it? There's a big statue of a chair out there. I think, and there is, and the ho- the cattle camp hotel yes. is quite handy yeah. as well. Tell yeah. you what, it's a nice place to have a beer. Oh. End of season trip. <laughs> the Ned's NRL punting podcast. We'll uh, get Kurt onto it. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Benny Hunt scored his second first try of the year against Manly. 26 bucks in that market. Speaking of career best form. Oh. Yeah, just I'm just loving watching him at the moment. He's glorious. Yeah, he's glorious. He's amazing. He's, he is, yeah. Addo Carr was, again, another profitable player in this market. Scored his second first try of the year against the Titans. But the big collect was Jack Murchie scoring for the second week in a row at $51 odds for the Warriors. The big one for me on the weekend, boys. Here we go. Tommy Dearden, yes. first try scorer. You had him. 100 bucks on him. <laughs> How bloody good, Dearly honestly. Mate, and I wasn't know. even watching. Can you bring I was, this form to the I was driving. $21 for that. I was driving. I was driving. And I uh, oh, I was, I didn't, wasn't listening to the game. And I forgot I put, put it on. And then all my, boy, all my mates have messaged through and just said, uh, Tom Dearden scored first. I was like, he's taking the piss. Thank Don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> How good's life? First set of the game. So yep. yeah. And, and it looked like one. it didn't, like I watched the replay, it didn't look like he was going to get there. He was. He mm. came late. Mm. So, love you, Tommy. Ryan, <laughs> futures forecast, the Melbourne Storm surely starting to drift now after losing four in a row. They sure are, boys. So the Storm is $7 out to $9 now. Uh, and we only had a couple of other moves. It was the Rabbitohs, $17 into 15 And your Sea Eagles, Timsy, 26 bucks out to 51 51 unders wow. at this point, I would think. <laughs> mm. Uh, did we take any bloody good bets? Just a handful. We took 10K on the Broncos head-to-head at $2.40. Like that. Congratulations, oh, wow. Gerard. Yeah, no problem, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. 18... <laughs> 18K on the Roosters at $1.18 versus Newcastle. And then 10K on South at $1.95 versus the Storm. Like mm. that one. That's ballsy. Uh, mad multis. Speaking of ballsy, this one's pretty good. $1.50 into... Just over eleven hundred dollars, six legs across five different games. These wow. are the ones that we like. Hundred yep. uh, percent. So he's gone the Sharks to cover plus twelve and a half versus Penrith. Suwali to score two or more. Tedesco anytime. John O to score two or more. Isaac Targo anytime and Sebastian Chris anytime. Wow. Dollar fifty. Risky. Can't even get a well, cheeseburger like for it. that these days. Jeez. This next one's pretty good too. So 10 bucks into 38,000. Wow. <laughs> Six legs. Get out of town. It's the Whoa. same game multi too on the Eels-Broncos same game. Man. So he's gone Sevo first try. Sevo first Eels try scorer. <laughs> Corey Oates to score two or more. Oates first Broncos try scorer. Payne Haas anytime and the Broncos 13 It's plus. absurd that betting. Yep. I wonder that if... Is, 
that adds any value at all. Having Sevo first try scorer and then Sevo no, first does. Eels try scorer. It does, yeah. yeah. It bumps oh, it up a little bit, actually. That's surely a glitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Well, take advantage of it while it's there, yeah. Bunders. Uh, finally, our favourite, don't tell the miso. Yeah, so we had 5K on a two-leg multi. It was the Roosters to win, which was a tick, but he also had Kalen Pong at any time. Oh, that's, oh. That's a, that is a crook one, that one. Um, and the oh, other one was... Hurt f- your head, that one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was 15K on the Titans head-to-head. Head at two dollars thirty five versus the Bulldogs, which I don't really understand. <laughs> I'd, are there any big bets on the Tigers against the Cows? Oh, yeah. No, that would have been. I don't think anyone would have bet big well, on them. Yeah. Just yeah. on the Storm, very quickly, boys, about their premiership odds blowing out. Did you, Bellamy's post match press conference? Yeah. When they asked him how do you fix it, and he went, "I don't know if I can." And yeah. a lot of people have made a big deal about that. Yeah. But Craig Bellamy is a master coach. And what he was doing, he wasn't talking to the journos, even though journos like to think they're very important. He's talking to the players, yeah. Hi, Chris Gary. Um, <laughs> but he's he's talking to the players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What he's doing is he's putting the acid back on them, saying, well, I've done everything I can. We've lost four in a row. It's up to you blokes to pull the finger out. So that wasn't Craig Bellamy flying the white flag. That was a master coach tactic that he would have learnt from Uncle Wayne. A long time ago. Because yeah. Wayne is a, the master of deflection and all that sort of stuff. And he has that, that was Bellamy talking, Greg, trying yeah. to embarrass the players publicly and get a reaction that way. He hasn't had to pull these tricks out for a long time. Exactly. Too, so he'd had to dust them off. Six uh, years they finished in the six years, last six years they finished top two. Well, and, and the other thing about the Melbourne Storm at the moment, I, don't, I, I just don't know. I mean, Losing becomes a habit. Like, I just don't know if they're going to get out of this hole. I'm, I, I I had them, you know, easily with probably going close to making the grand final with Penrith, and I just don't know what's happening down there. I don't, I'm not sure. I've never seen – I'm confused. The people's mullet is a massive loss yeah, for true. them, and defensively they're just not aiming up, and that's mm. normally what they hang their hat on, and yeah. they're, just, they're just conceding way too many points. I think it will be telling playing a team of the calibre of the Warriors this week just how poorly they're yeah, going they even in New Zealand. But they don't have a very good record against The Warriors always bring it mm. bring it to them, especially the storm, do they? and Mount Smart yep. as well. And so, Anz- those Anzac Day uh, games, Anzac Day they go huge. real well. They're yeah. very They've close. They've four road games coming up to run home. This so. one's in Mount Smart too. Yeah. Like this is... The, the storm haven't travelled this far for a while, you know. Like it's not it's not going to be an easy win for them. Preparation's going to be very different. So, I mean, there's your there's your value over the weekend. Imagine Parramatta and Melbourne being in the dogfight for eighth spot come Jeez, round twenty six. The world could end. <laughs> the world could end. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, as always, we love you, Ryan. Thank you very much. Love you too, boys. All right, guys, early payout is back for round 20 of the NRL. Back any team head-to-head. And if your team is leading by six points or more at half time, you're going to be paid out early. Let's start with you, Greg. I, I like the – I reckon the Bronx yeah. will give it to the Tigers early. I like that. I reckon after the palaver up at Townsville, the Tigers will be flatter than a pancake run over by a steamroller. And they'll they, they the Bronx will just come out and go whack, whack, whackity whack, and it'll be like 20 nil at halftime. That's a rare Saturday night game at Suncorp, isn't it? It is a very rare one. I don't know why it's where it is. I mean, it's probably because West Tigers don't get good ratings. True. Honestly, that's the only reason I would say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I've gone uh, Parramatta, boys. It's a Combank Stadium. I just think – I reckon they'll get off to a great – I don't think they'll win the game. But, uh, yeah, I think the Parramatta will get off to a great start. 
and then the Panthers will uh, will chase him down. Fun fact on that one, boys. Jerome Luai's out with yeah. the knee injury. First time in two and a half years, Nathan Cleary's played a game without him. Wow. wow. This will be interesting. Will it be Sean um, yeah, so Sullivan? Sullivan? So Sullivan? Yeah, yeah. Sean O'Sullivan, yeah. We'll warm okay. up for a Dolphins contract next yeah. year. Ryan. I'm going to go the Bulldogs against the Knights in Newcastle. Doggies have won three of the last five now, and they're scoring a lot of points. So Yeah. yeah. I, I don't hate that at all. Yeah, all right. I like that. Sorry? I like that. Yep. That's good. Ryan's okay. done it again. Yeah, I like you guys. Yeah. He finds winners on this show, Greg. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's not Where, where's that, that one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, punters. Early payout is available for your first $250 stake. T's and C's apply. They are available on the website. And if you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. The Ned's NRL Punting Podcast Multi. Hey, Greg. Yeah, Hello. Before we get into our NRL punting podcast multi for round yes. 20, could you just give us a quick update on how you guys have been going on the AFL punting podcast? We've this been brave. We've been bold. Um, and just not beautiful. We're just, we're just, <laughs> just good punters out of luck. That's how I'd describe how we've been going. How out of luck are you? You've got one home. Uh, well, it's, but it's not quite one. <laughs> it's, it's less a than fraction one. fraction of one. It's less than one. I've, in fact, heard that Ryan's been the only bloke getting legs home recently. Last two weeks he has been. That's correct. Uh, I, I, I tipped Richmond and they had a draw. I was very unlucky. You know, and A draw? Do they, it's really hard to get a draw in that game, isn't it? 164 draws in the history of the competition, oh, Gerard. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Who told you that stat, What a right? stat. Well, a, a genius told me that stat. A genius. I don't know if he's a genius. Hi, hi Dylan. Um, but, we, yes, the... I've been unlucky, but no, we have. There's we have a yet to land one. Okay, well, uh, a first for everything. We have right. had a couple of winners. When on When you're this ready show, to put Greg. your big boy pants on, then it's fine. Yeah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. We've fair had enough. an eleven dollar winner and we've had a thirteen dollar winner, so we're ahead for the season still. A hearty huzzah to all of you! Thank you Thank very you. much. <laughs> Last <laughs> week's bet was our first void. Actually, we got the yeah, Broncos. No, home, no, which was... no, second void because. Alex Johnson uh, two weeks before that. Oh, right. He okay. didn't play right. as well. So. Got well, we got the, what I thought was the hardest leg home last week, which was the Broncos to win. I had Joseph Manu anytime tries. What did I go? No, I went just I, before. You were Bronx. Bronx. Yeah, yeah. And then we were on. It, good thing it was void uh, last week too because we were on. The Sickening. Warriors should have been absolutely shitting in yeah. and they've died at halftime <laughs> and the Raiders ended up covering the line. I was going yeah. the early crow at halftime. Likewise, just, I thought we're on here. The ball in the second thought, half. I'm going to blow up on Twitter because this yeah. bet has been void and then thankfully <laughs> after all of that it was oh, void. Okay. Alas, let's load up again, Gerald, your first this week. Yeah. Let everyone know what you've taken for the yeah, first I've week. Gone, I have gone very ballsy this week. Uh, look, I know we're ahead in our, in our bets but yeah. I see this as as a very good opportunity uh, for these for this team to uh, to step up, and I, I've gone Manly to beat the Roosters at uh, at Manly. So your leg's just not going to matter this week, Greg, because it's going to be dead on Thursday night. I don't wow. think it will be. I don't think it will be. I um, like I said, I've had a I've been talking to me good mate. He's he's so excited about this opportunity. He seems really excited. Very excited. Him and Foz and, and and I think the pressure is Ruben on the Roosters. Garrick. Honestly, yeah. I honestly think that they got to come down the road, obviously, and and play Manly in their home ground, and they're supposed to win. I hope that you are proven correct here. Obviously, we're getting six dollars fifty. Just boys, just trust me. As the All first right? leg, in just this trust me. Multi. Just trust me. Just trust me. If they if this gets home and you, anyone else falls, I'm going to be filthy. Ryan, you are leg number two this week. Where are we looking? I'm trying to play it somewhat safe. I've gone with the Panthers to cover against the Eels, minus nine and a half on the Friday night. They lost to Parramatta, I think, in round 11. Mm. So this is a bit of a revenge game for them. But they're seven and four against the line. So 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with Penrith. $2 lines available on both Friday games this week, so we're getting $2 for your leg there. Ryan, Greg, third. Hopefully we're still alive by this point. Where are we looking? Yes, I'm, I'm backing the Bunnies to beat the Sharks 1-12. Ooh, I like that. At uh, Shark Park. Now, the Bunnies have lost six of their last seven there, but they won their last four, and their fullback, L Mitchell, going enormous. I, I reckon the Rabbits are firming as the team most likely to play in the grand final against Penrith. Wow. The Incredible. Way they're, they're the way rolling. they're playing at the moment. Yeah. They're rolling. And without without Reynolds there at halfback, they've taken a while just to, to bed down the, the spine and how they play, their game style. So I think Rabbitohs, one, that's paying about three bucks. Three bucks something. Three dollars twenty-five. And you know what? Talk great. about the fullback position for that World Cup. I mean, yeah. if James Tedesco, you know, is, he's obviously going to be there in the fullback, but... Geez, this man will be a great backup if if if, if uh, Ponga doesn't go as well. We play in the set. Latrell playing the set. Well, he, he will, but um, but at, at times when they play other games, when they try to rest Teddy, he'll be a great inclusion to be able to play fullback if they've got depth to play other people in the centres. I think he's mm. he's there. Geez, he's come back confident. Ordinarily, we would have a fourth leg, but I've taken a page out of. Dylan, the host of the mm. AFL Punting Podcast book, and sat myself out this week, not because I'm in losing form, but because this multi was already enormous with three legs and I just <laughs> didn't want to risk it just on the chance that we're still alive when we get to Greg. So let's recap. Gerald Manly to win, $6.50. Ryan Panthers at a nine and a half line, $2. Greg, South Sydney, $1 to twelve, $3.25. What ballpark do you think we're sitting in here? I don't know, but I'm getting after it. That's all I know. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ned's Bookies. $43 yes. we're getting for the Ned's NRL punting podcast. go. Imagine if this one lobbed. Imagine if this one lobbed and you've driven the coffin into the nail. Uh, coffin into the nail. The nail. I'm so well, excited. You could, do that, even talk. You could you, do that as well. You've driven the final nail into the AFL pod, punting podcast podcast. Uh, well, I'd be I'd be uh, torn. That's yeah. for sure. I'd be torn. I'd be delighted that it got up, but I'd be torn. But I think we're pretty safe. Where does your, where does your allegiance lie, though? Because I always get asked this. Do you? Yeah. I'm a citizen of all codes, Ryan. Yeah. That's all what right. I am. A Bo Jackson. I'm a citizen yeah. of all codes. Okay. On a uh, Wednesday, we as, can see him sitting here with the NRL. As, as, Jack, as Jackie Moon said on Semi Pro, everybody love everybody. <laughs> ELE, baby, ELE. <laughs> all right, $43 punters. The Neds NRL punting podcast multi is already built for your convenience. It's available under NRL round specials at neds.com.au or on the Neds app. All right, guys, it's nearly that time of the week again. We're going to go into final thoughts, and let's start with you, Greg. Boys, let's just enjoy the footy this weekend. It's been a crap week it off has the field been. for league. And let's face it, rugby league, it was a code founded out of controversy, drama, and aggro back in 1908, and it could find it could find an incident in the needle, in a, you know, like a needle in a haystack in the middle of the Amazon. But let's just get back. Let's have some good footy. That's what I want. Let's focus on the footy. Rubbish week. Let's just hope there's some cracking games. And it can start off with a huge one on the northern beaches. Go the Eagles. Go the Eagles. You will be riding this one home, boys. Uh, My final thought is uh, it's women in league, obviously, Mm. round. And uh, to all the special women out there, um, I mean, I would be nowhere without my mother and my grandmother who, you know, took me to games every weekend. And I'm sure that every single player that is playing this game over the weekend will have a mum, a grandmother, you know, a sister, um, you know, that that has, has been involved in their life so yeah this is a, it's a great opportunity to be able to uh you know 
remember them and, and what they've done for the game. You know, our canteen ladies, everyone that is involved with this game, uh, the women do a great job. And yeah, it's a. I wish it was game. I wish this was around when I was playing because I'd love to be able to represent my mother and my family. Um, it's a. It's an amazing round. So thank you to all the ladies that do everything for for our game. It does. It definitely doesn't go unnoticed. Ryan. Similar sentiments to uh, Greg. Just enjoy the footy. Two top eight games. We've got a Western derby on Friday night, the Eels and Panthers, and then Saturday night, another huge top four game, Sharks and the Rabbitohs. So mm. just good footy to get around. Absolutely love it. Greg, thank you very much for joining us for episode 21. Gentlemen, it's been an honour and a privilege. Uh, look forward to next week. How's he gone, Jarrell? Yeah, he's gone amazing. Yeah. Let's just hopefully that his multi-leg gets up. I, I think he might be better than Chris Gary. I'm just saying. <laughs> Certainly Chris, taller. Chris who? Yeah. Certainly taller. This well, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Chris won't get through this far on the podcast. No, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely no they've way. Stopped, they've stopped talking about Did me. Did you <laughs> All right, punters, that's going to do us for another week. We're not available on YouTube this week, so it's a great opportunity to find us on your favourite podcast platforms. Like, subscribe, give us a review. Find us on the socials at Ned's Oz. Enjoy the footy this weekend. Go the Eags. If you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review on your favourite platform. And always remember to gamble responsibly.